time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. You're looking at the house of the late Mrs. Henrietta Walker. This is Mrs. Walker herself, as she appeared 25 years ago. And this, except for isolated objects, is the living room of Mrs. Walker's house, as it appeared in that same year. The other rooms upstairs and down are much the same. The time, however, is not 25 years ago, but now. The house of the late Mrs. Henrietta Walker is, you see, a house which belongs almost entirely to the past. A house which, like Mrs. Walker's clock here, has ceased to recognize the passage of time. Only one element is missing now, one remaining item in the estate of the late Mrs. Walker. Her son, Alex, 34 years of age and up till 20 minutes ago, the so-called perennial bachelor. With him is his bride, the former Miss Virginia Lane. They're returning from the city hall in order to get Mr. Walker's clothes packed, make final arrangements for the sale of the house, lock it up and depart on their honeymoon. Not a complicated set of tasks, it would appear, and yet the newlywed Mrs. Walker is about to discover that the old adage, you can't go home again, has little meaning in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 99 of the Twilight Zone is Young Man's Fancy. Sean, we made it to episode 99. Can you believe it? Again, the longest commitment I've ever made in it is amazing uh, what you can do when no one can fire you. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually kind of like this episode. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, again, and uh, I, I just said that I like the episode, but I'm, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, probably probably stretching it out a little bit being 22 minutes, but, uh, but overall. Sure, of course. Not not as bad as uh, the episode. What was it? A couple of weeks ago, uh, the gift where I, I I felt like it was about six minutes of story stretched out to twenty two minutes. This is more like you know fifteen minutes stretched out. <laughs> it seems like they're really because um, we're about. I I, I believe uh, this season ends with episode one hundred two. So we have three more. Or uh, sorry, this uh, the season ends with episode one hundred two. So th- we have three more to go basically after this one. So it it almost feels like there's an end in sight uh, in in nineteen sixty two for them, and they're like, let's do the six minute one followed up by the fifteen minute one, and then we'll only have three more to go. Yeah, I think so. And uh, <laughs> Sean, we've got our first um, Twilight Zone names or uh, age syndrome uh, case in in quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because uh, so the they, they uh, Rod Sterling says in the intro that um, uh, the the character is supposed to be thirty four years old. Okay, which is a one year younger than uh than what they usually are, right? They're usually thirty five. Right. They're they're usually thirty five, but he's he's thirty four, so he's a little bit younger. Uh, the the play the the character of Alex Walker, uh, the one in question, is played by uh, Alex Nick Nicole Nickel. Like uh, probably Alex Nickel. That that would that would make more sense. Would you care to guess how old he was when they filmed this episode? Thirty four. 
Mm. And he he looks a lot older than thirty four. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say forty nine years old. Uh, you almost hit it right on the button. He was forty six when the ah. came out. So yeah, I think I playing uh, thirty four. And here's why I have a, a a problem with this one specifically. You could have made him forty six, and I and I think it actually like strengthens the story a bit. It's called young man's fancy. The the larger of the gap between his current age and his young age makes for a better story. <laughs> exactly. So I I think that one was completely unnecessary. Like this says twenty five. Uh, the opening narration talks about twenty five years. Um, yeah, because because I think the idea is supposed to he's uh, supposed to be. Uh, you know, like the the younger version that he's he's like trying to recapture is supposed to be like when he was about ten or so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, he he's he's thirty four and um he he got married apparently uh, twenty minutes before the episode begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a he's a newly married he's a he's a newlywed um and. Uh, in, in this particular couple, uh, so um, when, when uh, Misty and I got married uh, just uh, in, in 2020, uh, during the depths of COVID, obviously we were somewhat limited in, in what we could do, but uh, we, sure. we got married and then we had lunch and then we, we drove to uh, spend a weekend uh, in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. A nice little picturesque place. Yeah. Uh, they, these particular people decided to get married and then immediately just visit his mom's house that they're going to sell. Seems like a weird honeymoon. It does. Uh, so apparently uh, she's been dead for a year, the, uh, the, the mother, and he's been dragging his feet uh, selling it. And they, they just decided now's a good time. We, we just got married. Let's go visit the house we're going to sell. <laughs> let's revisit these pretty terrible, probably like stuff that's going to make me cry uh, on our wedding day. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm a little too happy on this wedding day. Let's, let's go ahead and make it a big downer. <laughs> and then the episode gets kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie a, a, a little bit. So um, not in a good way. So, so basically they, they visit the house because they're going to sell it. And, and I guess that, um, you know, it's still weird, but I guess they sort of explain it as the person who's going to sell the house, the the real estate uh, agent, is coming to the house to meet them. So yes, I guess, I guess in theory that that's why they're doing it. I don't think I would have scheduled that particular meeting for Quite you enough. know twenty minutes after after they got married. But anyway, they you know who who am I to say that that's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, so Alex decides he's going to explore a little bit, and he finds some things from uh, when he was young, and that makes him uh, second guess the idea of selling the house. Um, this is you know it's it's something that kind that kind of hit me actually, just because you know my uh, my dad passed away uh, last year, and you know my mom's uh, kind of dealing with like this new life. Uh, um, you know, she's not taking care of, you know, my dad anymore. So there's certainly, um, you know, less kind of heartache in, in that regard, but she's also, you know, in, in the house, uh, you know, without, without her partner. And it's, it's just like seeing that is probably a pretty identifiable situation 
in from this episode for a lot of people who are watching it at the time as well. Um, and I just imagine, does this bring like a different level of not terror or horror, but just like bad feelings that you equate with, with the genre. Um, and does that make this episode more effective? I don't know if anything I just said makes sense. No, uh, it actually, it actually does. And I, I had a, a similar thought about that because, um, uh, it's the no, feeling of dread, I guess is what I'm. Yeah, all of all of my uh, my grandparents unfortunately have passed away uh, at this point. A actually, for for quite a while, uh, the last one uh, passed away when I was in high school. So yeah, it's obviously too. it's obviously been a little while. Uh, but as I was as I was watching this, I had, I had sort of the same thought, and that uh, uh, my my parents probably kind of lucked out in that way because in both cases they were living in in houses they they weren't living in the same houses that my parents had grown up in. Right. So like there, there wasn't any real emotional tie to the place, you know, obviously we had, we had visited it a lot and so sure. we, yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had memories there, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were selling the, you know, the house that they grew up in or anything like that. Um, so, so they didn't really necessarily have any, any, you know, second thoughts about selling it or, or any, you know, any sadness about selling it. It was, it was just the place that they, that they happened to be living in at the time. And that's, that's the thing I'm trying to, <clears throat> I was really trying to think of as I was, as that hit me while I was watching this episode, um, I was trying to think of other, for lack of a better term, realistic, this isn't a realistic episode, of course, but <clears throat> um, other episodes that you can really identify with at that level of, I guess, sadness is the word, because it's not like, oh man, I remember when like the cannabis cooked me, or I remember when my... <laughs> you know, rich grandfather made me and my brat sisters and brothers put on masks and they never came off. Like this, this episode you can really kind of identify with. And that kind of brings you closer to the, to the dread and the sadness, which brings you closer to the, the horror and the terror. So um, it, it's not a standout episode, but it's, it's very effective. I think it is. Yeah. And, and it's, um, it, it, it's, I, I was also interested in the dynamic between uh, Alex and his, uh, his, his new bride, because for uh, sure, you know, like uh, apparently she held out for like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at one point she says that. So, so basically he goes from in their relationship, he goes from like having just finished college, you know, since he's since we've already established he's 34 so yeah, yeah. They, they got together when uh you know about the time they were they were finishing up college and he just you know like like wouldn't wouldn't put a ring on it for 12 years until his uh until his mom had died and um you know i'm, I'm he I, needed I, another I guess, mom i guess i i guess i guess love is love but uh, i i i it, it seems a little strange that she held out for yeah Twelve years. It, like, well, there's that, and you know, I mean that. Uh, it, it that it never occurred to me how much that really ties into the ending here. To, yeah, to and, what, to what the boy tells his former wife, uh, you know, at the end. Yeah. So as, as um, you know, as they're basically as they're waiting for the the real estate agent, he starts uh, digging through his uh, room and and you know, find some, uh, some, you know, some, some tchotchkes and, and things. And, uh, that leads him to tell the real estate agent, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to sell this place. 
uh, his new wife freaks out, which again is a <clears throat> is a great thing to happen uh, immediately after your wedding. <laughs> of course, uh, when you're when you're screaming and in tears immediately after your wedding, that that's not a good sign. I thought I thought that actress did a good job too. She did. Like she, um, like I, I I think that in a lot of uh, especially in in Twilight Zone episodes where you run into a situation like this, like the um, the the wife uh sort of comes off as um as sort of the bad guy in all this yeah but in in this episode like you, you just tell she's like really frustrated and you know and, and after 12 years i can i can understand that and like she she comes across <laughs> as, she, she comes across as the sympathetic one in the in the story to me you know whereas the the guy i'm like what the hell's wrong with you like, and they they write her this thing going on <laughs> and they they write her character a little bit better than they do most women of the late 50s and early 60s um she's not hysterical she's not you're you're on her side like you said she's a very sympathetic character yeah i think so and um you know i'm i'm not sure who you know with, with her being the the kind of good guy in the story i'm not sure who who is is more the bad guy uh you know the because you know, I, I think the the husband is just a dope because he he won't <laughs> like I, I'm not even sure what he's what he's trying to do, um and, and you know like the um you know the the mother we don't we didn't see a whole lot of the mother but she doesn't seem very nice either. No, not at all. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this is. I mean, I guess it's not a, a full uh, Oedipus retelling, but it's it, it's halfway right. <laughs> A little bit, and and I think he does say that, um, like his father had either died or or just left them, like immediately after he was born. Yeah. Um, so like his mom is all he had, and then you know when yeah. she when she passes, then he's like, well, I need another woman in my direct vicinity legally. <laughs> so now I'm going to propose to Virginia. <laughs> so now finally, I've had this woman on the hook for 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 12 years <laughs> probably won't hold out for 13 so i i guess i'll i'll go ahead and do it um uh but but ultimately he um he uh he he turns into his uh younger self and yes. tells his wife to go away that uh we, we don't need you anymore which you don't need you anymore which it's it, it been a while since i've seen since i'd seen this episode and for some reason i thought that like ultimately the wife won the day and he tells his his mom, "Hey, you know, we don't we don't need you anymore. You can you can go rest in peace, as it were." Yeah. Um. But but no, that's not what happens. He decides he he'd, he'd rather just uh, just just be a little uh, kid for the rest of his life. It's um and gosh, what an indictment of like marriage in the '60s. Like we don't need you anymore. Yeah, that's uh, it's a it's an interesting relationship they had that they had going on there. Um, I do appreciate, I, I think, uh, unfortunately the greatest part of this episode that I, you know, I, I think we both, uh, enjoyed very much, um, the wick, the last, <laughs> the final sentence in the plot, uh, synopsis on Wikipedia for this episode says the horror struck wife flees the house, leaving her boy husband and, and his spectral mother behind. <laughs> boy husband and spectral mother. Like that's gotta be like an opening act for Jane's addiction. Right. Oh yeah, I saw them at Lollapalooza. <laughs> you know the the thing that uh, jumped out at me as I'm watching like the very end of this, 
Like, what's the logistics involved with that? Does, does she immediately go back to the uh, to the? I have no idea. And she's like, "Hey, you know, I I changed my mind on this one." What, what was the what was the episode that we watched like a month ago? Um, the guy lost his identity. He had that ridiculous picture at the zoo. That his oh yeah, wife, yeah yeah. Um, apparently, it's very easy just to operate without an identity in nineteen sixties America. So I think Virginia is going to be fine. Yeah, it certainly would have been easier back then than it would be now. She's never going to trust anybody again, but she'll be fine. Exit Miss Virginia Lane, formerly and most briefly Mrs. Alex Walker. She has just given up a battle and in a strange way retreated. But this has been a retreat back to reality. Her opponent, Alex Walker, will now and forever hold a line that exists in the past. He has put a claim on a moment in time and is not about to relinquish it. Such things do happen in the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?